0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 147 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com.
1: On today's show, we discuss whether horses can read our thoughts. In breed of the show, we focus on the animals and birds in Native American astrology. Critter nutrition is all about vitamin E for neurologic support. And in Coffee Clatch, we share the favorite things we do for our animals at Christmas time. Listen in. Tigger
2: and I'm Patty and I'm Coach Jen. Welcome back to the fray, folks. How's Patty and Tigger doing?
1: Good.
2: Woohoo! Patty, are you well and truly installed in Wellington, or are you still at home? I'm
0: still at home, preparing to be installed in Wellington, and it is uh, quite a task because we're bringing, you know, just like twelve to thirteen horses. Oh my so. gosh!
2: I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's starting to
0: get, with, you know, it's sort of like. Oh, wow. December's coming. Oh, wow. wow. We're leaving like a couple days after
2: Christmas, so it's getting real. (laughs) How about you, Tigger? Are you still at home in Virginia? I am. And when does Wellington happen for you this year?
1: Uh, I leave right after uh, January 2nd, actually, so I get there the 3rd.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. I can't imagine packing up the entire stable and... Dozens of horses. It takes me a whole day and an entire pickup truck plus a two horse trailer to pack for one horse for like three days.
1: I just, <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it. I don't know. I. I mean, it's. It, I don't know. It's just like going to a horse show. But I'm like, I'm lucky because the, the woman that I train out of her barn, she's very, very, very organized, and um, she is like able to like I'm like I can see the list. I'm not, I'm not bad at, PAX, not my forte, um, but she
2: can organize it. So I think we've got to get this. Well, speaking of, of, uh, heading to Wellington, everybody heading to Wellington means it's nearing the holidays. Cause some people actually go down before.
1: Yes. For, some
2: people are already down there and some people are yep. already in Ocala too. So as usual, Tigger has dug deep into her bucket of creativity <laughs> And created yet another holiday-themed poem to entertain you, make you smile. It's a tradition
1: at Healthy Critters. It is. Every year we have a new holiday poem.
2: Every year you have a new holiday poem. And every time we think you've you've done about as clever as you can get, you get more clever. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) So we're going to recite the poem for everybody. So enjoy. And uh, then when we get back, we'll, we'll take on our first topic.
1: Hedwig got nibbled by a reindeer walking home from a podcast Christmas Eve. <laughs> you may not believe in flying reindeer. We eat healthy critters, we believe.
0: Teddy drank too many eggnogs, and we begged her not to go. But she barked and would not listen, then stumbled out the door into the snow.
2: When we found her Christmas morning in the barn outside a stall, There was reindeer drool beside her, and she looked like she'd been in quite a brawl.
1: Hedwig got nibbled by a reindeer, walking home from a podcast Christmas Eve. You may not believe in flying reindeer. We at Healthy Critters, we believe. We
0: rushed her to her dog bed, where she lay beside the fire, served her treats in supplication. All the things she does require.
1: Jen and Patty viewed the crime scene, finding bits of reindeer fur, (laughs) harness bells in Hetty's collar, and a box marked frankincense and myrrh.
2: Healthy Critters emailed Santa, and we begged him, pretty please, send a get-well note to Hetty and a hefty crate of Primo cheddar cheese.
1: Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays, holidays, everybody. (laughs) So here we are at Roundtable, and the topic is Can your horse read your thoughts? And the inspiration for this was an article in thehorse.com. A certified equine behavior consultant addresses the seemingly telepathic relationship some of us have with our horses. This particular consultant, quote, even if some individuals seem capable of mind reading, there's no scientific evidence for it in human or horses, end quote. I strongly disagree with this. I think horses are telepathic. I think people are telepathic. I think we get in our own, we sort of get in our own way. I think our intuition is a form of telepathy, And I think horses are communicating with us a lot in a nonverbal telepathic way. Now, her position is that a rider's intentions create unconscious and automatic muscle movement. So the horse Mm. is responding to that, which I don't disagree with. I think horses do respond to that, but that doesn't mean that they also don't aren't communicating with us in a nonverbal way, mentally and emotionally.
2: Hmm. Patty, what do you think? Where do you weigh in? Well,
0: Well, right right
2: there. (laughs) I thought that and said, please have a
0: dog bark. I agree. I just, I totally agree that horses are constant. I just had this conversation with somebody today. I, I mean, there are too many... highly trained dressage horses don't even need to necessarily be highly trained but well-trained horses at any level I believe you can think just today I literally just said to somebody I want you to think the shoulder in and you can literally not see their aid move that's part of what dressage is to be able to do this dance with the horse that you don't see the aids well but a lot of that is what you're thinking and I think that I know there was some study in Tigger. I think you told me about this. Is that about horses knowing our heartbeats? Was that you that mentioned this? I feel like your breathing and your heartbeat and all of those things, especially when you're on their back, can feel them. And I think that so much of what they do comes in your mind and result of what you're doing I, I think of jane savoy in her first really good book that she had put out there I think it was called that winning feeling and she would talk about like what the things that you would have in your mind that could happen and negative or positive and the horse would do it like if you think okay i think that tree is really scary i think that tree is really scary and yeah maybe you tense up or whatever but you start thinking it and the horse is going to pick up on it and absolutely react to it But then you can put a highly skilled rider on there who can make themselves think of nice thoughts and the horse doesn't react. So I I personally think that actually all animals, at least in my life, I feel totally can totally react to what you're thinking. Yes, Uh, I agree. I just I think that's the whole premise of relationships with horses in general. Yeah.
1: And dogs and cats. and.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, cats think whatever they damn well please. It's what cats do.
1: No, as they respond, however
2: they. please. <laughs> oh, no, they want us to respond to what they're thinking. See, it's the other way. It's it's the other way around. The cat sits there and thinks, and we should respond to them. <laughs> it's the Vulcan mind meld. It's the, the Vulcan mind meld. meld. No, it's the Jedi mind control. When it's a yes. cat's practice Jedi mind control because we are weaker species. Yeah,
1: true. <laughs> and where do you weigh in on this, Jennifer?
2: Again, I'm on the same page when it comes to horses will respond to what we perceive as our thoughts when we ride them. I thought about trot, therefore my horse started to trot. I do not assign that to anything telepathic. I assign it to the fact that the horse can feel things that we don't even notice. We don't even notice the subtle change in four core muscles, but he did. And he knows exactly what that means. That's where I assign it. On the other hand, when I look at the relationship we have with a horse or a dog or another animal, that outside of riding, I honestly think that horses can pick up on what I would call subconscious stuff in a human being. So if you want to call that telepathy, go for it. Cause I'm a little wishy washy on what telepathy is. I don't think that you can sit in a room in New York state and know what your horse is thinking in Wellington. I just don't buy into it. A lot of people do fine, but I do think that they can recognize and communicate if particularly what we're picking up on because they're much more observant than we are. We're just as human beings, we've lost so much of our observation skills. Scent, our visual acuity isn't very good. We just don't notice it. Things smell different. And that's something that a lot of people don't. Your horse smells different depending on how he's feeling. (laughs) Mm. And so do humans, but we don't notice it. Your dog notices it. Your horse notices it. Now, whether or not your horse decides to act on that or not, that's his decision. But yeah, absolutely. The horse takes in all this stuff. And if you've got a really good relationship with your horse, he is going to communicate back how he feels or how he perceives what he's getting from you. So if you have a really great relationship with your horse and you come into the barn and you're really feeling blue or sad, you've lost a family member or something, he's going to pick up on that and he's in my opinion, going to offer up the horse version of empathy. That's kind of where I sit on it.
0: I couldn't agree more with that. I think that's a great way to say it.
2: On the other hand, if your horse is feeling naughty and you take him out for a walk and he wants to go eat grass while you walk along the shoulder of the road, he's going to take the lead rope in his teeth and he's going to literally pull you over to the grass where he wants to eat. Mm. Yeah, Nigel did that today. (laughs) <laughs> he, he, he grabbed the lead rope between his teeth. Like, you know how dogs do? They lead mm-hmm. themselves. He did it four times today. Grabbed the lead rope between his teeth and he pulled me over to where he wanted to eat grass. What the one time that was on the opposite side of the road. Why did you do that? Really? <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, yeah. Horses know a lot more about what we're thinking than we know what we're thinking, right?
1: Yeah. yeah and For me, it's all about Tuning in, getting mm-hmm. out of our own way to tune in, to be in that very neutral, open, non-judgmental place that allows us to hear what they have to say. That's
2: interesting. I was just thinking that yeah. to, to um, yesterday because I love to watch my horse. I don't have a dog or a cat to watch, but I so I can't watch that. But I love to watch my horse and try not to assign anything to what I mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And the less I try to assign meaning to what I'm seeing, the more I see. It's fascinating to do that because we automatically want to go, well, that means that. Well, just sit there and watch the whole thing play out without participating. I try to be a non-participating observer. And it's fun and interesting. You learn so much about how the different things they're doing connect.
1: When I'm doing a consult that's on site, A lot of times it's for the horse I've never met before. And I approach from a totally neutral place. And I always bow my head to show that I'm acknowledging their mastery. And then I just stand there and let them tell me without putting, I know everything, or I'm the human, and I'm superior and i'm this and i'm that and all the ego stuff that as human beings are gifts and (laughs) and not gifts depending on how you use it and so i've had to work very hard to get neutral it's not a normal place for any of us but i the difference is amazing just to be there and be quiet
2: this is a good topic for the holidays so When we go to our family gatherings at the holidays, we all should try to be neutral. I think the holidays will be happier for everyone.
1: For sure. (laughs)
2: Learn Learn from the horses, there we go.
0: Hello everyone. Hello. 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 Are we all prepared for the Christmas season?
2: Of course. I'm so ready. Yeah. Are you your brain? I'm celebrating solstice. There you go. Okay. That's tedious of you, but
0: moving on. <laughs> Are there presents at solstice? No. Yes. Are there oh. snacks? No. No. Next you'll be telling me you're practicing the Beast of bloody Saint
1: (laughs) Stephen. Ridiculous. No one's even heard of that. We have a very important question. This is the Mm -hmm. most burning question of the holiday season at Healthy Critters. Okay. Are you ready? Of course. Board ready. Are you getting a jet for Christmas? No. Oh. Damn. I'm not even getting
0: a ride on a jet for Christmas. I'm getting a ride in a Toyota. (laughs)
1: Again, like that's novel. Uh, Would this be a Toyota truck or a Toyota car? And you'll be riding in the back?
0: Oh, heck no. I ride in the passenger seat, upside down, sprawled, preferably diagonally.
1: So you're in the seat by yourself. Sometimes I allow my sister. Uh Aha. Oh, that's Sometimes no. And you let all your other family members sit in the back seat of the truck. There or, are three orders. Or are they in the cargo area? Well, sometimes my brother likes to go on the ground. That's his own choice. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking about the bed of the truck.
0: No, they don't go in the bed of the truck. Oh, gosh. What kind of monster do you think I am?
1: <laughs> you really don't want me to answer that. <laughs> Picker. Could be a very long winter, season. I'm just suggesting
0: you might
1: want to exercise your niceness. Hey, I wrote a really nice Christmas poem about you. Yeah. You did not. I did, and we've already recorded it. Without me? Uh-huh.
2: It's about oh, you, it's not about by you. you. It's about you. I don't believe that this is going to be nice for
1: one second. It actually is.
2: It's a very heartfelt poem.
1: Yeah, and you end up getting cheese. That is the end of every good story. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. Well, speaking of the end of good stories, thanks for joining us throughout the year, Hedwig, as the internet's only talking Pomeranian, and uh, we're looking forward to chatting with you again at the beginning of the
1: year. Wait, there's no more Christmas episodes? Well, we're recycling.
2: We're going to sit back and. Since the Healthy Critters radio show comes out on the 25th of the month, that day is kind of spoken for. So, what we're going to do is we're going to sit back and enjoy one of our Radiothon Healthy Critter hours. Classics. It's a classic. And you participated in one of those. Yes. Yes, you did. More than one. Yes. Okay. So, we're going to do that. So going to the classics. We're going for the classics. So, we'll talk to you again in the new year. And, Hedwig, be ready with your most favorite or least favorite your choice new year's resolutions for the next time we chat okay
1: for my servant yes yes no for you if
2: you yeah, i think you need to have some
1: yeah yeah why well as part of the secret Dakota ring of healthy critters
2: that's right yeah so we'll see you next oh, year Hetty. bye-bye happy holidays Hetty. Now it's time for The Breed of the Show.
1: Here we are at The Breed of the Show, and I thought this would be a good opportunity to introduce everybody to Native American astrology, which is slightly different from the Greco-Roman astrology or the Chinese astrology that we're all accustomed to. Native American, of course, use... Native American animals and birds to represent the different signs. So in Native American way of living is to begin in January, and that's the otter. That's January 20th to February 18th. The silver, the stone, is silver or turquoise. The traits are unconventional, independent, and friendly. And this is a highly creative, friendly, independent sign. People who are born under the sign of otter view life in a way that is seldom understood. They're intuitive. They tend to look beyond what may meet the eye, and they're not afraid to experiment. Many people may take them to be stupid or foolish, only to realize that their eccentricity got them to the right path. So that's otter, and that happens to be my sign. So (laughs) pretty much describes me. Wolf is February 19th to March 20th. I think this is you patty it is me so the color is blue green the stone is turquoise or jade the traits are sensitive intuitive and generous while the dominant culture sees the wolf as dangerous and deadly the native americans see it as g- generous and caring in fact Uh, The wolf is known as the teacher of the clan. Those belonging to this clan are highly sensitive to their surrounding environment. Every positive or negative energy will affect them, which is why they are likely to lose themselves in joy or troubles. A wolf is also a hunter who is strongly attached to its pack. Similarly, the bearers of this animal totem tend to hunt for spiritual fulfillment and the meaning of life. Their gentleness and generosity will make life seem to be a lovable journey indeed. However, if they suffer from an emotional blow, which they often do, these people can become extremely resistant to change or authority and very impractical. They need someone to help keep their head straight and their demeanor composed during turbulent times.
2: Mm. That's easily accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I was listening to that, going that is kind of Patty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's
1: painfully <laughs> accurate. March twenty first to April nineteenth is the Falcon. The color is yellow green. The mineral is opal. Traits: powerful, spontaneous. A falcon is viewed as the fearless leader in Native American astrology. This creature is powerful, clear eyed, and is not afraid of the turbulent winds of life. What makes the members of this clan born leaders is their ability to look clearly through the fogginess of a situation. They can weigh the pros and cons of any undertaking and are highly efficacious when it comes to getting a clear shot at their aim. They are persistent, stubborn, and confident. They will not hesitate to initiate anything that seems right to them. They are the perfect role models for other signs that are hesitant and have doubts about judgment. They're also the ones who install passion and fire in the environment. Falcons can be self-opinionated at times. And they also, if they fail to find a positive environment where their actions are appreciated, they can become impatient, rude, adamant, and oversensitive.
2: I'm gonna wait till you after you do the next one, and then I'm gonna tell you why I think that one's interesting.
1: Okay. Is this you, Jennifer? <laughs> April twentieth to May 20th. Yes. Beaver, oh no! <laughs> the color is yellow. The colors are yellow and blue.
2: Two of my your, favorites. Your
1: <laughs> your, stone. your stone is jasper and hematite.
2: I didn't know there was a co stone
1: called jasper. Okay. Traits: practical, hardworking, reliable. That's me. It is remarkable. <laughs> How the beaver is highly strategic when it comes to digging underground tunnels and structures to create a safer haven for itself, free from the hardships and troubles of the outside world. Those belonging to the sign also believe in acquiring material possessions to live a comfortable life free from misery and limitations, which is why they tend to use their heads while making decisions. They tend to go with the already established norms and are not quite the risk takers. They are great providers, ensuring that their loved ones have all the emotional, all their emotional needs fulfilled. They are also very helpful and loyal to the ones they love. They do have a cunning side to them. <laughs> While soaring high in their ambition, they can become authoritative, for which they do get into trouble at times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I have never enjoyed this.
1: This is fun. Okay, keep going. Keep going. They tend to become excessively cowardly, nervous, and desperate if they tend to control a given situation. It is also not easy for them to let go, for which they can be quite resentful and scheming.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Now, the reason I thought the falcon was so fascinating is Glenn is right on the cusp between falcon and
1: beaver. Interesting.
2: And oh. a lot, he has a lot more falcon than beaver. Yeah. Cause he's right on the, he's right on the edge between the two.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah he strikes yeah. me more as a falcon.
2: Yeah, he is. He definitely leans more towards the falcon than the beaver, but boy, the, the beaver kind of, yeah, it, that kind of nailed mine. Back in the day that, when I worked for somebody else, I actually got in trouble at work for being too authoritarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yep. I was too hard on the employees. I got called to the I got called to the principal's office. <laughs> Dang it. Well, wouldn't true. this be fun wouldn't this be fun to apply to our horses? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> or dogs cool. or cats or
0: cockatoos. Yes. Or cockatoos. Oh, I love that.
1: Okay, the next sign is May twenty first to June twentieth, and it's the deer. Their colors are also yellow and blue. The stone is agate. Their traits, moody, intelligent, and a conversationalist. The deer is an enchanter that grabs everyone's attention. It is admirable for its looks, sharp senses, and swiftness. You will hardly find this creature steady at one place, as as it is always on the move, just as the member of this clan. Those born under this symbol are highly inquisitive in nature, which compels them to constantly move from one place to the other. They're also very particular about their appearance and tend to be well-groomed. Being quite sharp and intelligent, they can engage practically anybody in a great conversation, which makes them great hosts. They're constantly looking for stimulation and excitement in life, which can make them moody and (laughs) fickle-minded. Although they are amazing friends, imparting their humor and liveliness to the lives of others, On the downside, they can be lazy, selfish, impatient, demanding, and undependable. That is the deer. June 21st to July 21st is woodpecker. The color is pink. The stone mineral is carnelian and rose quartz. The traits, protective, sensitive, supportive. Woodpeckers are known to provide the perfect nest for their offspring that consists of anything and everything they need to thrive. So are the members of this clan. They are highly protective and supporting, playing the part of the much-needed listeners who empathizes and understands with love and patience. They are totally devoted to their loved ones and will shower all their love and care to them without fail. However, they can be overly protective and jealous at times. Although woodpeckers are the most supportive and romantic of all the zodiacs, their highly Mm -hmm. sensitive nature can also make a thriving environment quite smothering. They are best to be with when their situation is well secure. A defeated or unsuccessful woodpecker is likely to peck into your life without realizing its limits.
2: Oh, my God. I know somebody who's a woodpecker.
1: Oh, my gosh, and, that fits. And this so fits my brother. <laughs> salmon. That That's July 22nd to August 21st. So what, what we know in the Greco-Roman astrology as Leo. But this is salmon color is red, stone is carnelian, traits, proud, energetic, confident. The Native Americans take inspiration from the salmon in many ways, one of them being the difficult journey it takes in its lifetime to find the perfect spot for reproduction. Those who bear this totem are known to have a salmon's traits of being highly determined, focused, and enthusiastic about their goals and ambitions. Their willpower is unvanquishable, and so is their power to influence others. These clan members will easily spark the spirit of others and make them a part of their quest in life. They're very creative and friendly and always find the kind of moral backup that they need in their lives. In a good environment, they can be generous, helpful, and loving. However, these people also possess the negative traits of being egocentric, obnoxious, and intolerant toward the need of others. In such situations, it is natural for others to lose their faith in those belonging to this sign, which ends up hurting the salmon's ego even more. August 22nd to September 21st, brown bear. Color is brown and purple. Stone is topaz, traits, practical, modest, dutiful. The bear is looked upon by the native tribes as a creature who is methodical, intuitive, and level-headed. This ability of the bear makes its clan members great mentors, especially when it comes to making others listen to the voice of reason. The practical and modest demeanor of these people make them great confidence as confidants, as they are always able to understand and decipher the important details of a coiled up situation. Very just in giving to those they love and care for. They have a big heart, patient attitude, and an intellectual and inquisitive mind. They have great analytical abilities, which make them great advisors. On the other hand, bears (laughs) tend to be lazy at times. They can also be quite a a bit of an introvert and skeptical, which may prevent them from exploring their inquisitiveness towards their surroundings. Raven, September 22nd to October 22nd. Color is brown-blue stone is jasper traits peace-loving friendly diplomatic ravens are known to balance the extremity of two sides the native americans believe this bird began its life as a white bird however as it grew some wrong actions and sacrifices changed its color from white to black hence this totem is also symbolic of our outer as well as inner self Those born under this clan are peace-loving creatures who strive for harmony and unity in the environment. They often act as the wise old men and women of the group whom others look up to for opinions and advice. They are good at avoiding and resolving conflicts, which is why they share good terms with almost everybody. On the downside, their diplomacy may seem unappealing to many. Also, the otherwise easygoing and charming raven may, under difficult situations, become quite spiteful, harsh, demanding, and inconsistent in nature. October 23rd to November 22nd, snake. Colors, violet and orange, stone amethyst. Traits, impulsive, secretive, spiritual. Snakes are perhaps one of the most feared yet mysterious animals among all and the same mystery is observed in those born under this clan. If you carefully observe the snake, its ability to be present around us without any evident sign shows the secret nature of this reptile. Also, its ability to rejuvenate itself at regular intervals is what makes its clan members excellent healers, be it at a physical, spiritual, or emotional level. These people may be quite a challenge to understand, which is why they may always be doubted for their actual intentions. These are spiritual beings, meaning they always find themselves connected to the elements of this world. If they have a positive outlook towards others, these individuals can be extremely loving, caring, and supportive. Mess with them, and you will get their powerful and deadly strikes, because they can be highly revengeful, violent, and emotionally unstable. Owl. November 23rd to December 21st. Colors, black and gold, stone, obsidian, traits, adventurous, broad-minded, independent. An owl is admired for many of its unique qualities, including its natural ability to look clearly in the dark. This is the reason why individuals belonging to this clan have the potential to gain immense wisdom and philosophical enlightenment in life. They are great listeners and are very good at imparting advice when it comes to life and its meaning. It is interesting to note that the members of this clan are quite like and unlike their animal totem. This is because they are party animals, highly social and outgoing in nature, especially when it comes to going out at night. On the other extreme, these individuals can become absolutely overindulgent, shrewd, and diabolical. They can become extremely selfish and will not pay heed to anything related to morals or ethics, When it comes to fulfilling their shallow and self centered goals. Ouch. The last one is Goose, December 22nd to January 19th. Color is white and silver, stone is quartz. Traits dependable, ambitious, methodical. The Goose is admired for its ambitiousness and reliability. These birds are also very methodical in their way of living. Have you ever noticed how they travel in a group? They fly in a V shaped formation where the strongest female among the lot is the leader, followed by the second strongest, third strongest, and the like. This strategy is favorable when it comes to breaking the wind and paving way for the others behind. The V-shaped formation helps the geese flying behind to view their path clearly, which is why the bearer of this totem are, is totally driven towards achieving their goals and invariably succeed at any cost, due to this strategic and methodical approach in life. It is said that if you need something to be done, the goose will do it for sure. These people make great business leaders and are known for their practicality and seriousness, especially when it comes to work. Towards their family and loved ones, they can be highly generous and kind, ensuring that they provide their dear ones with all the resources, be it tangible or intangible. The flip side of their character is that in an unfruitful environment these people may live in the darkness of their inner self also because these people are highly ambitious it is likely that when in a rut they may lose their emotional side and lead a very practical and mechanical life and that in a nutshell are the 12 animals and birds of the the native american zodiac cool And now we're at Cruter Nutrition, and the topic is vitamin E and neurological support for horses and dogs. Over the past year, I've noticed a bit of a cognitive change in my 13-year-old Australian shepherd, Kimasabi. He's lost a bit of his mental acuity, seems uncomfortable in a room when the lights are out, and has a tendency to wander off and get lost on our walks together on the farm. He occasionally runs into furniture. I took him to the vet for his yearly checkup, and my vet pronounced him healthy and in great shape. I told the vet about the cognitive change, and he looked at Kimo chart and replied, he'll be 14 years old in January, what you are seeing as a normal part of the aging process. Researchers at the University of California San Diego School of Medicine have calculated dog age to human age with a new formula. According to this formula, Kimo based on weight and age, is 82 years old in human years. Cognitive dysfunction syndrome is a degenerative disease that affects most animals and many humans. In humans, we refer to this as dementia senility. While research on horses is not as advanced as it is in dogs, we can extrapolate from the canine model that a diet rich in antioxidants and omega-3 fatty acids can be beneficial both as a preventative and to slow the progression of the disease. Changes in a senior horse's behavior can be a clue to cognitive degeneration. Horses that have trouble keeping track of their normal routine, the friendly horse who becomes suspicious and afraid, a horse that begins to wander aimlessly, gets lost in familiar surroundings, or spooks more unexpectedly. You may notice the horse is more anxious and confused. Changes in a senior dog's behavior may present as deficits in memory, learning, spatial awareness, perception, social interactions, and sleeping patterns. These dogs may also have elevated anxiety and be more fearful and worried about stimuli and situations, including loud noises, walking on certain surfaces, interacting with other dogs and people. Vitamin E is an important fat-soluble antioxidant. It's involved in a wide range of biological processes ranging from immune function, control of inflammation, cognitive performance, regulation of gene expression, and signal transduction. There is mounting evidence that the main cellular roles of vitamin E, antioxidant defense, and membrane stability. The brain is highly sensitive to oxidative stress Oxidative stress can be a major contributor to neurodegeneration. A large percentage of DHA from omega-3s is found in the brain. Because vitamin E can protect membranes from oxidation, it also protects the omega-3 fatty acids from peroxidation. Oxidative stress contributes to neurodegeneration, so supplementing with vitamin E provides a degree of protection. Vitamin E protection is important, especially when we feed omega fatty acids, because it helps protect the omega fatty acids from the oxidative degradation of lipids. Recommended amounts of vitamin E for horses with neurological challenges. If your horse is suffering from a neurological disease such as EPM, Wobbler, West Nile, or EHV-1, recommended doses of vitamin E range from 5,000 IUs to 10,000 IUs per day. Horses affected by Lyme disease also benefit from therapeutic doses of vitamin E. Horses experiencing an age-related cognitive decline can benefit from a vitamin E dose of 3,000 international units a day to 5,000 international units a day. For dogs with cognitive health issues, 100 international units of vitamin E per day for small dogs, 400 international units per day for medium, and 800 international units per day for large dogs. That's 100 pounds or over. Medium-chain triglyceride oil, which is known as MCT oil or coconut oil, has been shown to improve energy metabolism and mitochondrial function in the aging brain of dogs. The recommended percentage of MCT in the canine diet ranges from 5 to 6.5%. Omega-3 fatty acids are important as well. Remember, a large percentage of DHA is in the brain. For an older dog with cognitive decline... Cold water, ocean fish, or algae sources of omega-3s are the best choice, in my opinion. Nutritional support for the equine brain. We don't know a lot about what can support horses with cognitive decline other than the support of vitamin E and omega-3 fatty acids. Unlike dogs and people, horses can convert plant source omega-3 fatty acids very well. Those would be sources like flax and chia. There have been no studies on MCT oil for horses with neurological issues. Based on what we do know, if your horse is showing cognitive changes, make sure to supplement with plenty of vitamin E and the omega-3 fatty acids. I started Kemosabe on 400 international units of Biostar's Sun E canine and 1.5 teaspoons daily of Nordic Naturals Omega-3 PET. In less than one week, I noticed an improvement. He became more engaged, even ferreted out his favorite toy, which he hadn't played with in months. His spatial cognition continues to improve, and he just seems more like his old self. Full-spectrum vitamin E is important for health. It's the whole family rather than one part, and it confers the most health benefits to horses, dogs, and humans. So when you're looking for vitamin E To supplement, make sure you look for a full-spectrum vitamin E for the best cognitive and overall health results. So we are
0: at the section of our show where we're going to talk about favorite Christmas things that we do with our pets. And I had been asking girls around the barn what they like to do. And I just wanted to share with some of the fun things that I've always kind of done as a tradition. I, with our horses, I've always loved to go on Christmas trail rides, just making it fun and easy and just having a good time and just going out with you know, people in the barn and just making it all about celebrating time together and how much we love our animals. That's always been a super fun thing for me to do with my uh, daughter Hannah. We've always done that. Another thing that I love to do is I love to make like little different snacks and stuff for the horses or like have stockings, obviously. And I, years ago until I realized how bad molasses and sugar was, I used to make little, my own little stud muffins. But now, and I actually did, I, they were quite good. <laughs> People could eat them. My dogs love them, but, but now I'll just like cut up um, some carrots and apples and stuff like that. And the horses just love them. But one of the things that I think is probably my favorite thing Is I, and this, I don't know if you guys remember, but remember when we would always do brand mash, like once a week, you would do brand mash. Well, I think one of my favorite things to do was to just make brand mash on Christmas night, like as their supper and I'd put so many good things in it. Did you, Tigger, did you ever do that where you would just put like extra fun stuff in there? Like, well, you probably always said this carrots and apples and like just so many. Oh, yes. Things, and make it warm and, oh, um, yeah, I don't know, uh, it was the Christmas like
1: match. The, it was yeah, like a work like, of art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And so now, as I've gotten older and I understand more about different foods, so now I'll do all that. But then we add like alfalfa cubes, and the horses just love it. I just. But then you realize you could actually do that not on Christmas. You should probably do it once a week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but just make sure you balance out that bran with, you know, some alfalfa. Well, I
0: do they make bran anymore? I haven't been. I haven't bought bran in the longest time because my friend Tigger always told me that alfalfa. And you have to balance it. Yeah, you have to balance it, right, right. But and that is an important fact in all of this. We should say is that you shouldn't just all of a sudden do something different for your animals just because it's Christmas. But any type of wet meal or whatever is always great for horses. But I think one of my favorite things to do with my dogs is we always have stockings for each one of the dogs, and is but to wrap up their favorite type of toy or treat. Now for my dogs, it's a treat like if it's any type of anything that smells like meat or like just sort of chew toy and you wrap it up and watch them like take off the wrapping paper because they know what's in there that to me Is just so much fun. Like, it's just silly. And it's like they get it, they get like super excited. So I asked some of the girls in the barn, and I have this cute little girl, her her family's from England, and she said that she has a bunch of dachshunds, rescue dachshunds that she gets. And she has this one that she said absolutely every year, he just gets so excited. All the other dogs stand back while he unwraps his presents. I think it's adorable. (laughs) And I know that not everybody does this with their animals, but we have all of our stockings that have our dogs' names on it and whatever. But my last but not least is, and it's humiliating for my critters, but I love to take pictures of them in, like, Santa hats or the reindeer stuff or even the horses and take pictures of them with, like, wreaths on. My favorite picture that I've ever seen is my friend Rose is a beautiful Appaloosa, and she did a photo shoot with him. this is what made me think of this whole idea, but she put a wreath around his neck and is probably one of my all time favorite pictures that I've ever seen. And this horse just, I don't know. You just, he just encompasses the whole spirit of Christmas and he doesn't have a Santa hat on, but he has this beautiful wreath and I just love it. Do you guys do ever do Christmas
2: pictures with your animals? I, we will do a little, like a little snapshot for social media or something like that. I think one year we did the thing where you take a picture and then you you put it into the website. The web they make Christmas cards and then you they send them to you in the mail so you can send them to all your friends. I think we did that one year and all the critters, dogs, cats, horses, everybody in a, in a little heap. We did that one year. What I tend to do, what we tend to do, is of course the horses have to get the chopped up apples and carrots Mm -hmm. because that's what you do at Christmas time. And if we have leftover celery that goes in any old vegetable I can find, it goes in there. And back in the day, they always got an extra big pile of hay and we Mm -hmm. left them alone because we figured we have to work every day. We have to do crap. We have to work hard. You just don't want to see us. This is your day. Quiet alone. Enjoy your meal. We're not going to bother you. (laughs) I hadn't thought of that. Yet they they got to have alone time. Now, with Scooter and Nigel, because they're not working equids, they they vacation for a living, essentially. So a holiday might consist of taking them out for a hand walk around the neighborhood or something like that where they have interactions because they genuinely enjoy it. Unfortunately, they have to live relatively solitary lives because they don't get along well enough to be turned out 24 seven together. Little teeny tiny scooter tends to kick the gloving daylights out of giant sized Nigel Nigel deserves it. I'm not mad at scooter. So whenever they get to interact with their humans or one another, they think that's really cool. That's special. So we might take them for a hand walk or we might put them out in the paddock together to eat grass for a couple hours. They get to play lip tag for a couple of hours. That's a special treat for them. So that's something that we do. Frequently for the holiday season with our horses, the dogs invariably would get a special chewy of some sort, and it was a nice, long-lasting chewy, again, so that all the hubbub in the house that one associates with the holiday, they could just take their chewy wherever they wanted to and just chew. They had something really special of their very own to occupy their day, to help relieve the stress of the screaming children that they weren't used to, or other visiting pets and stuff like that. Well, that's sweet.
0: I, yeah. I just think it's so funny. There's so many different traditions that people have and what they do. And I just, for me, one of the biggest things that uh, is, I, I you know, with the horses is they just love doing what you're just doing our little trail ride and just making it all about.
2: For them, they love it.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Tigger, if you remember, but that's I used to make poor little Hannah, it, whether it was Thanksgiving or um, Christmas when she wanted to sleep. in. No, I'd make her get up really early. <laughs> We'd just go Like, nope, we're going to go out. And we're going to go out with every single horse, and we're going to have a good time, and we would sing Christmas carols and do all sorts of stuff. And so I've always loved that as a tradition. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You
1: can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use.
0: For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com where you can find
1: links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.